The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 277. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Premeds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your questions and answer them here on the podcast. Now, this podcast is specifically tailored for non-traditional students, you old pre-meds out there. And you can ask your questions at premedforums.com. Find the non-traditional pre-med discussion over there and ask your question. Hopefully, it'll be picked to be answered here on the podcast and YouTube channel. If you didn't know, I have a YouTube channel. If you're not watching this on YouTube right now, it's at premed.tv. Go subscribe over there. The most popular series right now is application renovation, where I look at students' applications and find out why they didn't get in to medical school. A lot of it is very common mistakes that students are making. Hopefully, you can learn from those mistakes so you don't repeat them. Now, Old Pre-Meds is brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. I want to talk about the MCAT Minute here for a second, sponsored by Blueprint MCAT. And I want to talk about courses that you need to take before you take the MCAT. It's a very common struggle that students have. And I got this question actually recently of like, I don't have any prereqs. Can I still take the MCAT and then take my prereqs as I go? And one of the biggest questions is biochem. With the new MCAT that started in 2015, biochem is very important on the MCAT. And it's highly suggested that you take biochem for the MCAT. And it's hard because a lot of schools will make you take your organic series and then biochem in proper order. And if you're trying to fit in the MCAT, then you're like, well, what do I do about biochem? Sometimes that can be self-taught. If you need to self-teach yourself only one course, that's probably doable. Just make sure you add that time into the total amount of time that you are going to prep. I've talked about this topic before with Blueprint experts on the MCAT podcast, which if you didn't know, we have an MCAT podcast as well over at MCATpodcast.com. Session nine was the first time that we talked about it. So you can find that at MCATpodcast.com slash nine. Go check out blueprintmcat.com for all of your Blueprint needs, including their new amazing flashcards over at mcatflashcards.com. So today we have a student who's concerned about something they've done in the past, things they've said and published, and whether or not that's going to bite them in the application. Our student says, I've written some fairly, quote, controversial content that illustrates the differences between, quote, science-based medicine and, quote, evidence-based medicine. I've also written content about why psychology is not a science and a couple of other things. I am proud of these accomplishments, but I fear admissions committees will think, oh, this guy is going to have a problem here. On the other hand, assuming they are not too offended to look at what I've said objectively, I think they may walk away from it thinking, quote, this person can think critically and has the gusto to stand up against the grain. My observation is the, is the medicine is pathologically high in conformity and that these things will hurt my application. Anyone care to offer insight? So this is an interesting take. Now I'm gonna put aside my own personal thoughts on psychology, is it a science, is it not a science? I won't, I won't attack this from 
that angle of whether you're right or wrong, because ultimately it doesn't matter. The question that's being asked is, is being nonconformist, is being a nonconformist a good thing or bad thing potentially in an application to call yourself out and say, hey, look at me, I go against the grain. And my personal thought is that it's not very good. Now, I always talk about research being one of the most overrated parts of an application, and that's because I think it is. But the goal of research is to, is to inform the admissions committee on how inquisitive you are, how you like to ask questions, how you like to potentially challenge the status quo because, hey, you think something is different. Now let's go and test that hypothesis, right? My hypothesis is psychology isn't a science. Let me go test that hypothesis. That is what science is all about. Now, you could argue that just saying that psychology is science because they're out there testing and hypothesizing and and creating tests. But again, we'll leave that to the side. At the end of the day, medicine is high in conformity because people's lives are at stake. You need to conform to evidence-based medicine because lives are at stake. You need to conform to following orders that the attending gives you as a resident, as a fellow, as a medical student, because lives are at stake. Now, I think there's always this question of, We do the things we do because that's the way they always done. And I hate that excuse. But there are particular reasons why there's a lot of conformity in medicine. Now, I think there's a difference. And and I don't know if maybe this is coming out a little bit in the question. There's a difference between conformity and hierarchy. I think the hierarchy in medicine is a little weird and potentially needs to go. But conformity, you're conforming to, hey, this is the way we treat diabetic ketoacidosis because we know based on evidence, this is what you're supposed to do. You are conforming to the rules of the game. So I think there's going to potentially be a lot of head scratching in an application from the admissions committee members, the reviewers of your application, if they're looking at your application and they start to wonder, are you going to be a pain in the butt? Are you going to be someone who just wants to stand out on the side because you love playing devil's advocate? Nobody wants to be around a person like that. It's just not a fun person to play or at least be a part of playing next to you. So I am concerned that trying to be the one who calls out all of this stuff and goes against the grain like you're saying I think they're going to look at that as some showmanship, some one-upsmanship, and they're potentially going to just go, you know what? I don't want to deal with this headache. I do want some people who are who are going to listen, who aren't going to be the ones standing off to the side going, but, 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 that's not right. That's ridiculous. That's not even real science. So I would be very careful trying to stand out in that way. I think at the end of the day, you have to fall in line in some respect when it comes to at least applying to medical school. Once you're in, then potentially try to find where those boundaries are in in your medical school, in terms of the attendings that you're around when you're in your clinical rotations. And then when you're in your residency, find those boundaries. 
Where can you push back? I'm okay with pushing back. Again, that's what research is. You're asking questions. But to do it just for the sake of, of trying to go, hey, like psychology is not even real. Like there's some there's some questionable motivations behind saying something like that to dismiss a whole category of people out there, a whole career that that people are are both working in and getting help from. So I would be very careful doing that from day one, applying to medical school. Your job when you apply to medical school is obviously in the application process, show that you want to be a doctor, show that you're academically capable, all of that fun stuff. And during an interview process, they want to know, am I going to want you to take care of my loved ones? Can I see you standing there at the bedside giving me bad news for a loved one? When it comes to residency applications, it even goes much further. A lot of residency interviews is, do I want to hang out with you for the next three years, four years, five years, seven years? Are you a cool person that I'm going to want to go get beers with after our shift, after our day? And if the answer is no, because you're the one that wants to go, oh, this is not even real. Psychology is fake. I like to go against the grain, but you should respect me. Think of it objectively, right? What's the difference between that and an anti-masker, an anti-vaxxer, a flat earther? Think about it objectively. And unfortunately, we've come to this place in society where there's just no middle ground anymore. You either are an anti-vaxxer or you're a vaxxer. You're a flat earther or a round earther, right? And obviously, those are the extremes. There really isn't much middle ground. But if you're out there spouting off some of this stuff, you're going to potentially be lumped into the crazy people group. Or what I what I think, I'm labeling them the crazy people group. Okay? So you have to be very careful with that. Because at the end of the day, it's not just that you love medicine enough and you want to be a doctor enough. It's not just that you're academically capable enough. It's what is your societal kind of norms? You personally, how are you going to fit in with our community, with our society of patients and colleagues and classmates, residents, again, in the future, attendings, all of those people? And if you're the, the ugly duckling in the group, there's going to potentially be some problems. So take that for what it's worth. Do what you want but be prepared to suffer the consequences. I hope this was helpful for you. Again, go check out Blueprint MCAT, especially mcatflashcards.com and have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.